Hey, good afternoon, world. Uh, Wesley Pepper here, and this is my podcast. And you are tuned in to my podcast, uh, Wesley Pepper's Art Lexia. Yes, man, for sure, man. <clears throat> yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed my uh, the previous episode with Sabelo Soko. Um, very interesting guy, <laughs> very energetic, uh, and also a lot of uh, very interesting ideas and poetry. I think he's a fucking incredible poet. And um, I'm definitely looking on, because Sabs and I have been talking, you know, all throughout about this podcasting um, gig, and um, I'm hoping to have him as a bit more of a regular feature um, moving forward. Um, so, yeah, man, um, this is episode 20. So I'm pretty proud about that. That's that's 20 hardcore um, episodes and like with some very interesting guests. So far, <clears throat> excuse me. So far, the the feedback from all my guests have been, you know, I guess nothing short of outstanding. Um, it's just been working out in <clears throat> in so many ways, man, and that's very cool. But yeah, man, today's episode, um, we kind of I'm kind of still working on that um, poetry um, theme. You know, and uh, I'm talking to a fucking incredible writer, um, poet, but let's just say a writer, but I know he's, 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 he's core writing, he's, he's poetry, um, but he does a whole bunch of other stuff, and he's from Bulawayo, the multi-award winning Pilani Noni, and we're going to be unpacking everything, so Pilani is a, like, I mean, he's just an incredible writer, man, and he's got his own styles, when to touch on his processes, um, because you know, if you're familiar with his with his work, he's got the Shakespearean-esque feel or vibe to him, man. and I always fall, found that a very, very, very interesting um, 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 influence, uh, or, you know, style of his of his writing. And we'll definitely touch about his politics and what the hell's happening in Zimbabwe, man. I mean, like, what the hell, man? You know, we're reading all these crazy things, and Pilani is um, we're gonna hear his uh, what he's been up to. Or rather, his views on that and what he's been up to during these COVID times. So, yeah, definitely, it's going to be really cool, man. So, tune in for that. So, also, like, uh, I, I have to mention this because it makes me very excited. The podcast is featured on iartradio.com, which is, like, incredible, incredible. I'm a huge fan of that network, or that podcasting network. So, definitely catch us on there. You know, you can catch us on, on all the other stations on on, on um Spotify, a lot of you guys are listening to me there on iTunes, on my website, Candace's Everywhere website, um, all over, man. But definitely, definitely check out. Um, uh, to, at the, at, I'll mention all the other platforms too at the end of the, at the end of the, uh, at, with my with my outro towards the end of the podcast, the episode. Um, so yeah, man. Um, I hope you guys and yeah, man. Thanks for yeah. One more mention. Um, yeah, man. Thanks for all the interaction. You know, um, there's a real steady base and um, we've monitoring that and that's really cool, man. And um, big up to IOT Radio for picking up the show. Um, it's a potential huge audience, which is, which is there. And I hope you guys, um, if you're still into here, we talk art, uh, we talk art processes and the, act, the politics of art and activism. So when I say art, I'm talking about every all forms of creative expression. You know, I'm a visual artist, so I'm, you know most of my the artists I feature are visual artists. But we talk to everybody, and as like I said, today is a time for poetry and politics and Zimbabwe and just Africa, man, and just 
So as I said, Pilani is an amazing talent, multi-award. He's also quite an interesting guy. And it's going to be super cool talking to him. And so, yeah, man, thanks a lot for joining, for tuning in. And thanks for listening. So I introduced you already, right? And yeah, um, so so just to the listeners, right. we talk, yeah, we're talking to Pilani uh, all the way from Bulawayo. Are you there right now? Are you, um, are you, um, are you in um, Bulawayo right now? Yes. Um, live and direct from Bulawayo, Zimbabwe. So basically, uh, like I said in the, with the email, just to give you, just to recap. So um, like, yeah, we talk a lot of processes, man. So I want to focus um, specifically on that. And also I, I, I was actually, um, I forgot mm-hmm. to mention this in the thing, in the question. Like I also sort of want to touch base on what's happening politically in Zoom. And, and, but like it all sort of feeds into the, into the processes. Yeah. So like just to kickstart, man. So just yeah. tell my listeners about you. So, you know, just focus on, you know, where did the writing come from? Uh, because I sort of introduced you as a, as a, as a writer, you know, I always find like to categorize artists yeah. in general as a problem, but like, I know poetry is your core and like, that's your, uh, yeah, yeah. just, just for lack of a better word, say your core. So yeah, just explain to us. Um, 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 yeah, just give us an overview and then we'll just take it from there. All right. Um, yeah, my name is Lani Nyoni. I was born um, in Zimbabwe. Um, I've been writing since I was like 10. At the age of 10, that's the first time I said, I want to write. Yeah. I discovered poetry when I was about 15 and it's taken a hold of me. Uh, but I write, I write just about everything. Um, like you were saying, it's hard to classify a writer. It's hard to classify myself, uh-huh. even as a writer. Because I, while poetry is, is, is my core and the love of my life, I write a lot of prose, um, a lot of theater as well, a bit of film here and there, mm-hmm. um, articles, you know, about as you eat. So, yeah, I'm a writer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah I like it's quite very direct. And um, so, look here, man. I somehow want to jump into. I want to jump into this. Uh, I think. Um, <clears throat> so um, <laughs> I heard. You know, like I know. I know you are multi award winning uh, writer, and I sort of want to. You know, uh, you know, sort of to touch base on what you know, awards and all of that. But, you know, like, um, but now, before we get there, um, I heard somebody call you like a contemporary Dambuso Machera. How do you take to that? But before you answer that thing, uh, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to come in just from his writing. I want to come from him yeah. as a brand, right? So we all know he died broke and like, he wasn't, like he was all skinny and he didn't, if, if he was alive today, he definitely, uh-huh. you'll probably be a hit on social media, but he doesn't have the yeah. look. You know, and like how he died, he was uh, hated, uh, etc. Uh, do you think that? How do you? Yeah, how do you yeah. take this type of uh, 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 sort of associations? And how does yeah. that like? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? You let yeah uh, yeah yeah. You let yeah. me know. Yeah, but it's, 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 it's a it's a weird thing actually. Adam was one of my my earliest writers, uh, my earliest influences alongside alongside uh, the likes of Ngugi and Chinua, uh, especially Ngugi with Devil on the Cross. Okay, so for me, it's kind of both, right? Uh-huh. It's a good and a bad thing, uh, depending on who it's coming from and whatever context it is. I appreciate him as a writer. Uh, I appreciate him as one of my earliest influences. Yeah. But sometimes you get that feeling that people want you to die a horrible death. Uh, uh, 
I don't want to die a horrible death, man. <laughs> I, I want uh, I want to eat. You know, I don't want to die. I don't want to die in some uh, whorehouse. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of AIDS and shit, you know. Uh, he lived his life, still not ready for <laughs> for people like that. But I, I don't want to go out like that, you know. Um, yeah. So it, it, it's 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 a compliment in that he's one of the the finest writers the world has ever seen, undoubtedly. Mm. Yeah. They call him the Africa's answer to James Joyce. Um, mm. I appreciate being compared to him, but I'm also aware of the other side of him. The you know the guy who was being arrested, um, the the guy who died in a whole house, mm. the the vagrant. Um, so it's, it's it's a cautionary tale. You know, you you're always watching the cliff, you're climbing, but you you know you know if you look down, if you let go, mm. there's that abyss that you're gonna fall into. And I'm trying not to fall into that abyss. So I think the greatest story I can write is the story of my life. Uh, uh, uh. That's actually that's actually and a nice like that's actually not to have that ending in the. At, in a hole. Um, <laughs> uh, that's a <coughs> sorry. That's actually a nice way of, of going forward because because I wanna um, I wanna talk like uh, how many um um, um let's, let's just talk about your books, man. Um, how many uh, uh how many books have you published so far? Just for my listeners, I did Once a Love Was a Fool in 2012. I did Union from Rock with John Apple 2014. Mars Sword World Record Setting. Mm. And uh. 2016, um, I did Filtrum in 2017, just after the the coup. Yeah, man. Um, 2017, mm. it was like a week after the coup. So after after Master Sword, I felt like I couldn't write anything anymore. And then one day I just get a knock on the door, like knock, knock, knock. Hey, Robert Mugabe has been arrested. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was like. That was like the last news you, you, you'd you expect to hear in Zimbabwe. Like, Robert Mugabe has been arrested by who? <laughs> yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Um, and then the whole coup began. That was around 17th of November, 2017. Yeah. And by the end of the month, uh, Fultram was ready to, for publication. Okay, man. So, so check it, Pilani, man. I sort of, I sort of wanna like unpack your processes. Uh, sort of what influenced yeah, uh, the, the 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 writing. Um, so just a, mm-hmm. so just a step back from that because I know we had conversation or similar conversations like this in the past where uh yeah. where it was like, um, you know, the fine line between uh, art and activism and and and, and so mm-hmm. on. So so that this is this is uh-huh. the theme I'm sort of talking about. But I know that like mm-hmm. we we living here in um, I, I guess I guess let's just say the continent, man. Let's not try just zone it on a specific area because I know it's the same all over Africa and artists all over deal yeah. with the same thing. Um, it's very difficult mm-hmm. to be a creative in a place where there's such a lot of I would just say disorder or, or like just some heavy shit going on right now. How did how did how mm-hmm. did how did Zim, Zimbabwe's politics uh, sort of? shape the narrative of your writing what do you what is your take on that and uh, 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 what comes what comes first man because because if you're saying that um, that that coup happened first and then the book came after so clearly that was mm-hmm. like a like a huge huge moment that like just triggered off you know xyz and i sort of want to unpack that man, yeah. because like i'm super interested man to know like how mm-hmm. artists uh, uh, respond to events going around them how do they process it and 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 how does that process eventually end up being you know with art and in your case um, um a poetry anthology uh well for me I, I i write just about every day of my life every day when i sit down um on, on my work work desk i'm working on something whether it's it's an idea for a novel whether it's um a few poems that 
you know. Um, so when I walk around every time, if I see something that triggers something in me, something that inspires me, I, I write it down on a piece of paper or in my phone. So then when I go back to my workbench, I look at, I take all that stuff, put it down, and I try to process it and make sense of it. Mm. So in, in the case of Filtrum, throughout Robert Mugabe's career, I'd been writing stuff about him. Yeah. So the book, the main, the core of the book is, is the coup. So I would see things that were happening during like, you know, I write, I write every day of my life. Mm. Every, every, every time I, I, I pick up, um, I see something, I pick up a piece of paper, I write something in my phone. And when I get to my workbench, that's when I really start to process the stuff and see what it really means, what it can become, what it's trying to be. And I work on that every day, every day uh, of my life. I mm. read a lot as well so that I can get perspective, right? So that when you see something happening, like when, when Grace Mugabe, uh, it was October 2017, when she was going around uh, doing her circuit and her yeah. circus, you know, you, you sort of start to build associations with Marie Antoinette. Yeah. And you realize, okay, this is a, this is a slippery slope. So uh, it's, it's, it's a continuous process of writing every day, developing your craft and reading other things to, to, to get perspective yeah. Yeah. Uh, about that. And also to recognize situations that, okay, this, 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 I have to write about this. This is important. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, um, yes. I also I also want to get into the into the cover art because I, I think that that is a real strong. I think it's, it's pretty strong. And I saw you had that. Uh, uh, I would almost say challenge, um, you know, around. But I but uh, but before we uh, but before we get into that, man, uh, the book. Uh, like I know it was pretty well received. Um, I've so I was I've been reading up stuff like on your pages and and stuff like that and what people have been saying yeah. about it. So mm -hmm. the it's been pretty well received. So um, tell us about that, man. Um, um, like it seems like it seems like you hit like a chord because I, because I know coming from a like a publishing background to have like guys on the street talk about your work is like fucking hot. Yes, pretty well received. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I was saying, um, uh, you know, coming from a publishing background, like I know it's pretty, it's pretty tough to. It's 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 one thing to have working class people who's always used to, you know, who read or quote unquote supposed to read more often and so forth. But I get guys like on the street to talk about it. So tell me about that experience, man. How did that? Um, how was it received? Um, and so on. It's, it's been an incredible journey. It, it, it has really reshaped my opinion of publishing and, and people. Yeah. I think, so most of the time we're saying people don't read. I think we're not doing enough to, to get books out. And a lot of factors come into that, you know, bookshops, um, disposable income, uh, uh, you know, the dissemination of information and all that. But there's an interesting one that happened uh, recently. So my girlfriend was getting a copy on her way home. And she passes this vendor who's like, oh, this is a strong cover. Can I, can I see this book? Yeah, and she really vibed with that book. Uh, and she's a vendor; she's just sitting over there on the on the side of the road. Yeah, and nobody would ever suspect that she's into that because I'm yeah. I'm always being told that my my literature is too dense for <laughs> my literature is too dense for the ordinary man uh, and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But whatever, go on. Yeah. So I I don't think it it has really 
reorganized my thoughts um, around publishing and given me courage to to write whatever I feel like writing and not dumbing down for the audience. Yeah. Is maybe sometimes that's why people don't read because we, we patronize them. Yeah. It's, 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 it's been an incredible book. It's been an incredible journey from, from the launch book within 24 hours, send you money, we correct it to you. Uh, and uh, it was amazing distribution. It was an amazing distribution model and it worked. It yeah, worked. yeah. It, it I'm, 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 enough money and confidence to invest in a, in a second edition, which is... Wow. Uh, 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 tell, me, tell me a bit more about how the distribution work. How did you manage to uh, get it out there on that street level? You know, tell me about... Um, and, 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 and who was the publisher? Um, I, I published my, my work. There, there are no publishers in Zimbabwe. <laughs> oh, I mean, especially, especially publishers who can who can get out of work that fast. You know, I needed it out quick before people started to look at literature again because people, were, everyone was excited. Mm. The, 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 the incoming government hadn't become as, as violent as we predicted it would become. So we needed to get, to get that stuff out quick. And while people were also excited about the whole event. So it was a, a Korea model. Uh, we're charging $15 a copy and $5 was going towards Korea. Okay. So people sent in their money. And by the end of the day, I'd go up to DHL, deliver the books. And you'd have them in the morning. So that became fun. It, it also picked up on social media when when people started showing their books off and other people were seeing uh, other people having their books. So like, oh, okay, no, he's he's serious about this. Yeah. The book actually gets to you within 24 hours. Yeah. And we tried to make sure that, you know, the word was bond. Yeah. So that really kicked off the whole process in, a, in an amazing way. So we tried, we tried that with the diaspora people as well. Yeah, it, it it didn't end well. <laughs> you know? Oh, explain why? Uh, uh, we're trying to work with the post office, the postal system. Oh shit! And they were saying they could, yeah, yeah, uh, you, you know. Yeah, fuck. Okay, yeah, I know. I get you. Uh, bad, yeah. bad idea. Bad idea. Bad idea. Bad uh, idea. Because now you can't query. I can't query a book to you outside the country. Because to South Africa alone, it cost me twenty dollars, sure. which is like, yeah. Yeah. That's that's one book, twenty dollars. I'm charging fifteen for a book. Uh, it, 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 there's no sense there. Uh, uh, Germany, you're talking up to seventy dollars for a copy. Uh, so post office was assuring us that within twenty one days the books would have arrived. Uh, they were taking up to forty days. Uh, yeah. So, but did yeah, the you but, did the, but did the books at least get to the uh, destination? Did at least reach reach the destination? Yeah, they did. They did, except for one one copy that was going to uh, Los Angeles. Uh-huh. And there were actually two copies. He had bought a different. He had bought another copy as well, another book as well. Uh-huh. So they didn't arrive, and he came to Zimbabwe before they arrived. And I said, "Okay, listen, I made you a promise, so I yeah. I, I replaced his copies." Yeah. And he gets home a month later. They arrive. <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> now nah, big up Ilari. i um, i think i think your distribution yeah, uh, your 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 your, your, your that distribution processes was seriously on point um and that sort of leads to the to the next thing is that like was it a challenge or yeah, was it like a social media challenge where the guys took pictures mm-hmm. with the with the books or how did that how did that come to me because i think that was pretty successful 
uh, visually it was very strong and I thought like branding it was like a really really very 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 mm. very cool thing so tell us about that mm. well so, so a guy a guy in, in Scotland got a copy we, we finally got them on Amazon this year oh great yeah uh, sure. a guy in Scotland got a copy yeah man we needed that money during COVID you know? <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I feel you. <laughs> I'm with you. Dude. Yeah, man. We need to hear you say. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, you were saying? So this guy, Bruce, uh, Bruce Mube, he's, yeah. he's in Scotland. No, he's in London, actually. So he gets he gets a copy on Amazon, and he takes a photo with it covering his face, just the eyes showing. Yeah. And I thought, wow, this is cool. So I posted that picture on social media. When when, when we got the, the African Authors Award, uh, a lot of people just started showing off that they have that they have this book. You know, they yeah, they were part of the moment. Very so because cool. they'd seen yeah. Bruce's photo. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah. And then one guy started posting that. Another person posted that, and all of yeah. a sudden, now we have a challenge on our hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's excellent. That was beautiful. That that that. Uh, it uh, is, man. It's yeah. It's, just, it's one of those moments where you you just the universe just shocks you. Mm, mm, nah, big up. Like, is it wow, um, is yeah. it still happening? Is it still ongoing? Is it still you know? I don't know what's the right term for well, it. Well, I think once in a while someone gets a copy and they, they they just do that. I was at a launch the other time, and this kid pulls out a copy. Yeah, and it's just starts circ- circulating amongst the guests in the, in, at the launch, <laughs> and they're all putting it in front of their faces. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, tell us about um, how did the how did the idea to do the cover like that come to being? Uh, because it's sort of like a just for for for, for the for the listeners. Um, so it's like a sort of an abstract, what I say, a conceptual version of Mugabe's face and it has his mm. features there and so on and so on and so on and if mm. you keep the book all by your nose then it sort of completes the face so who designed yeah. it and who came up with the idea behind the cover um some kid named daniel rodriguez uh colored kid he's about 22 now mm. so he um i just commissioned him like hey dude yeah. i need a cover for for the new edition you know because the first edition i didn't have funds so i i did i actually drew the cover on paint <laughs> <laughs> and i i can't i can't draw i can't draw it push <laughs> so you're saying it's daniel rodriguez uh he designed it on his own or does his own or does his idea right yeah 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 um, i think it as, was obviously Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. It it, it did. Uh, it's it, it added a lot of value to the book, which is which is the point of, of commissioning an artist and asking them to, to 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 do what they do, what they know, and it worked. Mm-hmm. It worked. I was I, I really loved it. Um, so I commissioned them for my for my for my next book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out next year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the yeah, Testament yeah. of Black Jesus. Okay, tell us about that. Uh, he's, he's working on that. He's he's got some fascinating mm. ideas so far. All right. Before we get into your next book, just tell me, what does the name mean? How did you... I'm, I'm, I'm interested because I haven't uh, read the, the book. Of Black so. Jesus, the Testament of Black Jesus. No, 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 no. no. I'm talking about Fultram. What, what does it mean? Yeah. So yeah. when I started doing the book, I knew it was a book about Robert Mugabe, but I didn't have a title. Yeah. 
and I had like several titles in my head that I wanted to to try out. One 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 of the most successful, or, or rather, one of those that I was strongly considering was Father of Hunger, because mm. when 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 he was in prison, he had a kid with uh, with Salim Gabi that he left outside, and the kid was called Namoze Nika, which means the hungers of the nation. Yes, and the kid who died while he was in prison. And I wonder how that changed them. They wouldn't let him go bury their kid. You know, they don't give him a uh, go fellow to go bury his kid. Yeah. And I, I often wonder what, what that did to him psychologically. So I wanted to, to, to chronicle the story of this guy, the human being, and I wanted him to be that guy, the father of that kid. So I started designing the cover and all that. When I looked at my first design, I said, no, nah, this is horrible. I can't call it father of hunger because you know for the shit they did done as well it, mm. it, it, it seemed like a cheap shot at the guy like you don't make the association between hunger and namo zenyika immediately yeah so i went back um started ruminating on some stuff and then mm, i discovered this word uh fills from so that's that for me that's what you find him that's you, you know that's one thing that remained consistent about him yeah uh, his, his physical yeah. appearance that Hitler moustache. So I thought that's exactly what 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 I want to call my book. That right. It's just and it's, it's it's elegant. Yeah, it yeah. is. It I is. I do elegant. Is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I get, I get you. I get you, bro. <laughs> come, come, you doing cheap propaganda, man. You know, there's be some art to the protest. Yeah. Yeah. There has to. <laughs> Yes, too. Um, you know, um, because the line is so poor, man, I would have actually liked to sort of explore like uh, like how <clears throat> in like sort of, I would say, contemporary protests um, um, now post-COVID, how, yeah. how art should should be on the front line. But I think when just for connection problems, we can just probably set up another episode um, 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 on that. Um, but I, um, look, man, um, I was actually just uh, like the... Uh, I wanted to talk about COVID. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, but like just a just a step back. So like everyone I've been talking to, I mean, this thing has fucked up everyone's processes. How? What were you doing before COVID, man? And how did you? How would? Um, um, what do you? Um, well, you say you're working on your new book, but like, how does? Um, you know, how did? How did? How did COVID mess? You know, or work out for you, or work against you, or so on? But how was it for you? And um, how is well, um, how is COVID in in Zimbabwe now? Because I actually haven't read anything um, on or you know on the stats and so forth. So how bad is it there that side? Well, it's it's, uh, it's, it's disappointing that, <laughs> that nobody's dying um, <laughs> because uh, after all this disruption, you know this this big thing that we're warned about, this big monster. Yeah, it, it feels like maybe. The, the, the lockdowns and, and that helps, you know, or maybe Africans are resilient. You know, we, we suffer a lot. It, it takes a lot to get my age. You know, <laughs> I'm not really old. So, what's a little flu, you know? <laughs> okay, well, I know because of headlines, Facebook will probably have, or Twitter will probably censor um, this podcast. So, yeah, you fucked me there, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, man. So yeah, it's, it's 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 ridiculous because now bars are now open, so you have to wear your mask into the bar or the restaurant. Mm. 
but then you take it off to drink or to eat. I also don't get that. Um, I also don't yeah, get that. Yeah, it's weird. Mm, it's very, it's, it's it makes weird. no sense to me. Mm. Now I'm with yeah. you on that. Do you guys have um, uh, 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 like any form of like still uh, uh, any form of lockdown is or, is or is all businesses open? You can, can you or can you still travel, you know, between cities and, you know, is your borders open? Is Zim's borders open? Um, between cities, yes, we can uh, we can travel. Um, we can travel out a bit. Uh, I think to like to South Africa, you you, you travel only by plane, so mm-hmm. you can't do the land borders, uh, which okay. is kind of you know classist. But <laughs> who am I to complain? Into travel, into city travel, yeah, we can travel now. There, they just. <laughs> And now, now they just um, starting to open up uh, art spaces, but the requirements are stupid. Fumigate the place afterward, but who, who fumigates the bar after we drink? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So this is this is seriously weird times, man. Because I also don't get the thing of going into a place and then having to remove mm. the mask. And um, over here. Yeah. <clears throat> There's this, there's these racial tensions in Senegal that they actually breed um a uh, uh, building yeah, up to be that. some form of race war. You know, I don't know about a civil war. I'm not so sure about that, but whatever. But like a lot of those guys mm. weren't wearing masks there either. You know, um, I was, uh, and I'm like, okay. And um, yeah. it's um, it's weird, man, because I'm I'm watching what's happening in Europe. Um, mm. and they're having the second wave and it's now festive season and South Africans have been yeah. indoors for long. Zimbabweans mm. have been indoors for long. People want to go out. It's summer. It's hot as fuck. You know, we want to yeah. go out, you know? So I don't yeah. know, man. I think the next few months is yeah. going to be dodgy. Um, as in a bit, come and go. We'll have to man our scene. Mm-hmm. But I'm also with you there on like Africans are resilient people. <laughs> we've we've dealt with AIDS. Remember AIDS mm-hmm. in the nineties and in the yeah, early two thousands. Also, also look at the age. Uh huh. There'll be no continent left. That thing was serious. <laughs> <laughs> but also now check out check out the age, the, the age of of the general population uh, of, of of Africans. Right, COVID is killing people in their in their later years, yeah. in the eighties and shit. Yeah. But Africa's got a very young population. Yeah. So that also, you know, works out to to, to the thing. And also food. Uh, general life to town. Uh, transport and all that walking and stuff. And I have to walk around a lot of, a lot, a lot of the distances. I have to queue a lot. Mm. So, yeah, that's, that's doing something for my health as well. And my immune system. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Like you know, you know, I'm, 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 I'm interested, um, 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 to see how the world is gonna look like in twelve months' time. You know, um, pretty, pretty fast. There's this, there's this meme on uh, Facebook with a, uh, with a Mad Max and saying like, you know, Mad Max happened in 2021. You know, like I, <laughs> I find it funny because uh, <laughs> um, we're living in, we're living in these, in these times here where you can live in a bubble where you can believe whatever you want to fucking believe. So if you want to believe this is the apocalypse, then that's your reality. This is apocalypse. And somebody in the room next door yeah. to you, you know, <clears throat> is on some vegan diet, you know, environmentalist, yeah. and they believe a total different, uh, uh, 
they got a total different life and you live in the same house you know so i i i'm 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 yeah. interested to see how the mm-hmm. how people's behaviors and stuff is going to change because of covid in 12 months time um, and I definitely want to talk about it on this podcast here. So, Pilani, my brother, in closing, man, uh, like I would have actually liked to have covered way yeah. more points, uh, but the connection is just mm. really swack, man. Uh, but we can definitely set something up again or try maybe in the evening or yeah. something different. But like in closing, my brother, you were saying you were working on uh, your next book. Just tell me where, uh, you know, what, when, why, yeah, and, and what on that book. And, um, you know, what are you... Yeah, but what other projects? So COVID, COVID has been a bit of a blessing to me. Uh, I got, I got three international nominations <laughs> this year, which is which is unheard of. Yeah, yeah salute, big up, big up, Ilan. And big won up. one award, one is still paid since. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. Thanks. Mm. It has been a, a a blessing that sense that it has allowed me to to finish a manuscript that I've been. I've been putting away for a while. Yeah. Which is the the testament of Black Jesus coming. Right. So Jesus comes back in, 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 in an unnamed southern African country that's um just freed from colonialism and going through a civil war. And that's when Black Jesus decides Jesus decides to show up and so I'm just, I was just having fun with that. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds uh, pretty doing all right, cool. It's doing all right. The, 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 I even did a dramatic ad- adaptation, which has been shortlisted for the, long-listed for the African Writers Award. Yeah, I think I, I think I saw so, that. So yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. Bigger, I'm hoping bigger. to launch that next year in, mm. in June. Mm. Uh, we've also been working on a little comforts to get from COVID. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm with I'm you there. it out next year. In, in June we're also working on the audio movie oh uh, I call awesome. it an audio movie in my head but it's more like a an audio book slash audio drama mm, of the yeah. whole thing so I'm gonna do that put out the, the audio and uh, the, the, the text when yeah what do we have but time in in these times of COVID so mm-hmm. might as well make something out of it and you know hope to make a lot of money next year and gain Push. more ground for sure, man. Like, I know, like, you, I mean, like, you know, I've always rated you very highly as a writer. Um, I would have actually liked to have also spoken a little bit more about the processes that type of Shakespearean esque, like, vibe to your work and yeah. like, how does that relate. But, like, just this fucking connection is just terrible, man. And, like, it's, it's, it, it you know, it's just really bad. So, my brother, let's do this, man. Let's reschedule something soon-ish, yeah. you know, yeah. um, and just try to work out on a better line here. Um, I'll see what, uh, you know, I'll try a few more things uh, or see a few other ways of getting around that. Um, and just like the last question, man, like just give out your social media mm-hmm. um, handles and um, websites or blogs and so forth. All right. Um I'm on Facebook and Twitter sometimes when when the writing bug hits me then I I, I, I deactivate my accounts and, and and concentrate on the madness yeah but but on <laughs> on, on Facebook I'm Pilani A. Nyoni. <laughs> on Twitter it's at Pilani A. Nyoni. one word <laughs> <laughs> Capital P, capital A, capital N. Let's keep it simple. <laughs> <laughs> My brother, you know, like, hey, man, like, yeah, I, wish, that's, that's wish we could have, 
I wish we could have spoken longer. Uh, big, um, thanks a lot for the interview, my brother. I'll wrap it up. Yeah, I'll do an outro and everything. Um, but thanks a lot, man. And we'll chat uh, more on social media. But thanks a lot, my king. And let's set something up in the future, man. Shop. Hi, world. Um, yeah, man, that was Pilani Noni from Bulawayo in Zimbabwe. I hope you guys enjoyed that. It's just a pity that the line was so shit, man, because there were still a few things I wanted to um, pick with, uh, uh, you know, unpack with him. And um, I want to expand more on his processes, but, you know, we'll definitely set something up again. So I hope you guys um, enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, man, please let me know, guys, what you think. Remember, you can always find us on Spotcast, uh, on Overcast, Google Podcast, uh, Play FM, Breaker, Radio Public, RSS, and WesleyPepper.com. You can find me there too. And most importantly, you can find me on iArtRadio.com. I'm so, so excited about that. Um, I actually haven't confirmed next week's guest yet, um, but you can, um, I'll, as soon as I do, I'll be, I'll be tweeting about it. Um, so yeah, man, thanks a lot guys for tuning in. Um, and remember, yeah, we talk art and the processes and like Pilani was a real, you know, I just feel that because of the bad connection, we could have unpacked so much more, man. He's a really amazing talent and an amazing, amazing, amazing writer. And I wish him all the best on his future. So yeah, man, remember to tune in again, um, next week, um, where we'll talk more, where I'll feature more of the hottest and dopest talent in Southern Africa. All right, thank you for tuning in.